was so depraved I went astray The cost was great I couldn't pay It is time to have access to uncommon realms of glory and success Yet, this can only be achieved on the platform of the mystery of wisdom. Get set, Prophet Prince Ohini Bequin is teaching mysteries for your mastery. Focus, listen now. Can to clear my May I serve you faithfully in the house of God. May I serve you faithfully in the house of God. May I serve you faithfully in the house of God. May I serve you faithfully in the house of God. Lift up your voice. Let us pray. Father, grant me the grace to be faithful in the house of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Understanding kingdom loyalty. Understanding kingdom loyalty. Amen. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Please open your Bible. Let us read. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, faithfulness, meekness, temperance against such there is no law. Amen. So like we looked at it on Sunday faithfulness is one of the manifestations of the fruit of the spirit. Amen. That means if you are a true Christian you will be faithful. No going around it. If you are a true Christian, you will be faithful. Simple. Every true Christian will have the love of God in his heart. Every true Christian will have the peace of God in his heart. Every true Christian will have the joy of God in his heart. And every true Christian will also have faithfulness in his heart. Amen. So, you know, if the person is faithful, it's because the person is a Christian. And if the person is not faithful, it's just because a person is not a Christian. Yeah, because one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faithfulness. 
That means if you want to find out where the Holy Spirit is bearing fruit, find who is faithful. Simple. So, we, we cannot claim that we are spiritual when we are not faithful. And today, I will be teaching on what it means to be faithful in the kingdom of God. What it means to be loyal in the kingdom of God. It is important once again that I say that loyalty is not something that makes cults stand out. Loyalty is what makes Christians stand out. Every genuine Christian will show loyalty. Loyalty is faithfulness. Loyalty is just faithfulness. So, when you hear some people claiming that any group of people that emphasizes loyalty is like they are a cult. They are a secret group. It's not true. The fruit of the spirit is loyalty. Galatians 5.22 uh, uh, uh. What do you think? Are you here? The fruit of the spirit is loyalty. That's faithfulness. Give me the American standard version. Or the amplified version. So... If you want to know whether somebody is really, really bearing the fruit of the Spirit, look out for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You see, goodness, goodness. Every true Christian is a good person. It's just good. You know, if you are a bad person, you are not a Christian. You cannot be a Christian and be a bad person. Those two things don't match. Now, as you look at the fruit of the Spirit, consider a palm tree that has many palm fruits on it. Okay? And what shows that this fruit is really palm fruit, I mean, what shows that this is really palm tree is the fruit on the tree. What, what let us know that this tree is a mango tree? Is the mango fruit. Or... Uh, what makes us know that this tree is orange tree is what? Orange fruit. So what makes us know that somebody is really of the spirit is loyalty, patience, goodness. Simple. Simple. There is nothing here about praying or fasting. Because everybody prays, including an unbeliever. And everybody seemed to do some religious things. But if you want to see what will separate people who are led by the Spirit and people who are not led by the Spirit, look out for kindness, goodness, faithfulness, faithfulness. Simple. You see, the Bible has a way of solving very difficult questions 
by providing simple answers. Yeah. Now, if you have gone out in a relationship with more, as a lady, with more than four guys and none of them was faithful, perhaps none of them was a Christian. You know? It's simple. It's simple. Yeah. Because the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. Yeah. When Papa Hagen died, and, you know, at his funeral, many tributes were read by the sons, biological son, Pastor Kenneth, spiritual son, mother-in-law, father-in-law, daughters-in-law, plenty. Now, even though Papa Kenneth Hagen, all right, of Rama Bible Church, is actually a man that we know him as a man full of faith, all right? Like when you are looking for men who have written on faith or have preached on faith, Papa Hagen seemed to be the standard for all the others to follow. But in all the tribute they read, they said nothing about his faith, that he was a man who had faith. Surprisingly, all of them spoke about how he was good, kind, and faithful. All of them, surprisingly. They didn't say anything about miracles, wonders, prophecies. No. They actually talked about the fact that getting close to Papa Hagen lets you know that this man is loving, kind, and faithful. Simple. The fruit of the Spirit is love, kindness, faithfulness. Yeah. To show that the man is really of the Holy Spirit, that person will be found faithful. Simple. Simple. We cannot twist the scriptures. You see, the word of God is like a mirror that if you are really an observant person, the way we, when we bath, we stand before a mirror to look at our faces, to see whether all foam is cleared, whether we are looking good, whether the shirt is fitting, the skirt or trouser is okay and all that. Before we move out, we seem to look in the mirror to see how we appear. In the same way, Apostle Paul says that the word of God is a mirror. Like, when you read the word of God, it must show you how you are appearing. So that if there is something to change, like how physically when you are coming out, you look in the mirror and you see there is something wrong with your color, you shift it. That's how, when you are reading the word of God, you must see which places in your life are not correct for you to shift them. But unfortunately, so many people do not take the word of God in a personal way. That's the problem. So, Anka, listening to a message about faithfulness should, should encourage you to be more faithful to God because through the preaching, you see how unfaithful you are and that should encourage you to be faithful. You know? So that the word of God becomes a mirror through which you see yourself. And then as you see yourself, what can you do? 
you make the changes that must be made. <laughs> Receive grace in the name of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. It's faithfulness. Ask your neighbor, are you spiritual? Ask the person. What did the person say? Because to be spiritual or to be led by the spirit is to have faithfulness. You see, oh, perhaps somebody wants us to jump to the main point. If you are a true Christian, you will be faithful wherever you will be found. If you are not a true Christian, you will force it, sir, but it will never come. Because this is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, not a fruit of the flesh. So if you are just in the flesh, you cannot bear this fruit. It's the Holy Spirit that must help you to become faithful. It's the Holy Spirit that must help you to become joyful. It's the Holy Spirit who helps you to become kind. It's the Holy Spirit who helps you to become a good person. These are fruit of the Spirit, capital S, to stand for the Holy Spirit. That means that if you don't know the Holy Spirit, you cannot bear these fruits. And so many people are trying with their own strength to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You cannot bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit with your strength. So, you need the Holy Spirit to help you to become faithful. Amen. And I pray for somebody that you receive grace to be faithful in the name of Jesus. So remember what we learned about faithfulness. That faithfulness, give us the dictionary. Was it the Webster's Dictionary? The one you went to Google to find for us. You should just, Oxford, you should just capture it, you know, and give it to us. Now, as you read about what faithfulness is from the dictionary, you will see how many Christians are just not faithful. Many Christians are not faithful. Is it? easy. Alright. So, as we wait for what faithfulness means from the dictionary, I want you to see that faithfulness means a man that you can have full faith in. That's it. Faithfulness. If a man is faithful, then it means you can have full faith in him. Can as a pastor, can I have full faith in you that you will come to church on time? I may as well cut my toe and eat it. To think that you will be faithful with time, it will not happen. You know? Huh. I said the dictionary definition. Is this the dictionary? The Oxford, the one that you went to Google. That's what I asked for. So, Unfortunately, so many Christians are not faithful. Ask your neighbor, are you faithful? Ask your neighbor. Today's teaching is on faithfulness. Loyalty in the kingdom means being faithful in the kingdom. John chapter 3, Jesus lets us understand that if you are born again, you are born into a kingdom. You are born into a kingdom. 
you are not born into a church or a social club. You are born into a kingdom. And in this kingdom, God is our king. Amen. And God, our king, has a way he wants us to live our lives. Yeah. And how he wants us to live our lives, the culture that we must work with is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. That's it. This is the culture of the kingdom. That means everybody who is in the kingdom will easily demonstrate these things. I have spoken to the church about the vision I had where a lot of people on the was a vision of the rapture. How I saw many people who did not go to who were not raptured. I saw many people. It was a it was an ordinary day. And uh, the, the 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 ambience of the of the sun seemed to let me think that it was getting close to 5 p.m. You know. Around 5 p.m. the sun is trying to settle and so and then the darkness seemed to be rising. You see that mixture yeah, of warmth in the atmosphere. So I was on a story building. I, I, I was in a room talking to somebody and I was standing right in front of the table. And the other guy was seated, you know, beside me. So as we were talking in the vision, I saw the polythene bags, papers, light things going up in the room. Do you get it? I see the wind was blowing it up. So I said, ah, what is this? And it was going up and it will hit the roof. It won't pass through. Then it will fall down like that. So I see there was a certain swelling of a force that was pulling every light thing up. So I suddenly heard some form of commotion outside. It was a three-story building and I was on the topmost floor. So when I came out, I looked down. Then I saw many people, everybody running, left, right, ambulance, police car. Like a normal day, you know, situation. Market, plenty, everybody going there. But everybody seemed to be afraid of something. Then suddenly I saw the heavens opened like that. Then I saw something like a candle, a very huge, bright candle, white like that. Then I saw a lot of rays coming out from that end. Then suddenly people were being attracted to that white light. So I saw people, whatever they were wearing, as they were going up, what they were wearing fell to the ground and they suddenly were wearing white and they were going up. And among like, let's say 50 people, you see one going up. Among like 100 people, you see one going up. You see somebody married and you see the wife is going up. You see children and you see some are going up. <laughs> so, I also saw how there were so many people who were surprised that they were not going up. This is the part of the vision that made me worried. You know? 
the part that made me worried is how there were many people who thought they should go up but they were not going up. Then I saw people jumping by themselves as it were to be caught by whatever gravitational force to take them up and still they were coming down. And then some people were crying. Some people were wailing. Other people realized that they were not going up. And then I saw people as pastors, evangelists, men of God, plenty church people, they were all not going up. They were not going up. Then I saw how there were canopies like for uh, wedding, you know, stuff. Then I saw people standing under the canopies, but even though they were standing under the canopies, if they were really going up, they passed through the canopies, but the canopies don't break. And it doesn't tear. And they go, and as they are going up, like I'm saying, if the person is wearing what Priscilla is wearing right now, as she's going up, it changes to white the moment she gets to the ceiling. And she's off. And you see her going. And then, there were so many more people who were not going. And I saw people jumping. I saw people climbing story buildings to throw themselves. You know, in the vision, some people thought that if you have a certain height and you jump, that force will catch you faster than if you are close to the earth. So that's why people were jumping and that's why trying to stand on things. And they were still coming down. Then I woke up. When I woke up, I sat on my bed for more than 40 minutes. Many things were going through my mind. I realized how many Christians, how many people who go to church, church-going people, really, really are not Christians and will not be raptured. That was it. Listen. Beyond church, there is a real heaven, hell. There is a real born again unbeliever. There is a real righteousness, unrighteousness. Just make sure you are born again. Just make sure. Because listen, the biggest surprise for me in that rapture vision was how so many people thought they should go up, but they were not going. That means they had a certain belief in a certain form of salvation that was not true according to the Bible. It's dangerous. They thought they were saved. They thought they were saved, but they were not. That's how they were surprised that they didn't go. It's a very scary thing. By the grace of God, I have been blessed with countless visions. And visions, eh? Visions mark my steps. Yeah. Visions mark my steps. In a literal way. And I cannot also say that may you be born again. So that when you respond amen, it's like you are born again. It's also not like that. So this is not something you can receive by prophecy. Uh, but just make sure that you are born again according to the Bible. Yeah, just make sure. Because I myself was surprised about the many people who were not going. You know. And I saw people I knew who were not going. Yeah. 
Yeah. I saw people who come to church who are not going. Okay. Can I say something? I saw people I thought they were Christians who were not going. Yeah. That's it. That's the main point. It's a, it's a very humbling vision. Yeah. Just make sure you are born again. Like Judas Iscariot, anywhere Jesus was going, he was there. But he was unfaithful. And the Bible calls him, Jesus calls him the son of perdition. The son of distraction. Not, not, not born again. Not born again. Jesus, I have come to give you life. Is the thief that comes to steal and destroy. Judas, definitely not born again. Jesus calls him a son of destruction and perdition. Yeah. And yet, everywhere Jesus, our Lord was, Judas was also there. So, you know, it is not just about being around or being where pastor says you must be there. Because Judas was everywhere that Jesus was, and yet he was still unfaithful. Is it not dangerous? As we look at the Oxford Dictionary, we see what faithfulness means. The adjective faithfulness means to be loyal, constant, true devoted true blue true hearted unswerving unwavering staunch steadfast dedicated committed trusted trusty trustworthy dependable reliable reliable obedient dutiful accurate precise exact error free unerring faultless true close Close. Have you seen the word close? The easiest way to spot an unfaithful person is how he is far from faithful people. Most people don't look at things. If you will look at things, eh, you, will, you will be able to spot easily people who are unfaithful. All unfaithful people stay far from faithful people. Yeah, another day I'll come to that. <laughs> that is why Every time that our Lord Jesus was in a meeting with the disciples, Judas always found a way to be absent. Now, why, why do you think that unfaithful Judas will be absent from the meetings of our Lord Jesus Christ? Because the meetings of our Lord Jesus Christ will still hammer unfaithfulness. Uh, so it will be disturbing to Judas. It will be disturbing to every Judas that once again when I came around, the meeting was still about faithfulness. <laughs> it's like it's a personal attack for me. So I will not come. If I don't come, I did not hear it. So one of the easy ways to spot <laughs> unfaithful people is how they are far from faithful people. Simple. Yeah. That is why 
if you are a boss or you are the head of a business unit, the easiest way to know that somebody is about to leave your business is when the person begins to be absent. It's simple. It's simple. The person comes on Monday, but misses Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, comes through on Friday, the next week comes on Wednesday, doesn't come on any other day, then appears again the next two weeks, Tuesday, and doesn't come again to the next two months. Close, close, close. Faithful people are close. Unfaithful people are far. Just that. So, the moment you observe that some people who used to be close are becoming far, you must be able to spot what is happening. That unfaithfulness, disloyalty, is actually being sown in their hearts. You have to be smart to see through things. Because nobody will actually come to you to tell you things. You have to be smart to see through things. If you cannot see through things as a leader, you'll be there till everything will be washed away. Yeah, and unfortunately, so many people do not see through things because they assume a certain perfection that is not the reality. You have to be able to open your eyes and see that this one is faithful church member. This one is unfaithful. This one is ridiculously disloyal. And you have to be able to see it. As the pastor of the church, not every church member is my son or my daughter. Every church member is a church member. Just a church member. But it takes a lot for me to say, not by, not by carefulness, but for me to say out of my heart that somebody is a son or a daughter. You don't just say it. Yeah. So generally, of course, not everybody in the school is the headmaster's son. Generally, you must be able to point out. If you, are, if you open your eyes, you will be able to see from who is close and who is far. Just, you, you will be able to see. Yeah. Yeah. That is why, listen, you know, remember Sunday evening we learned about um, the, the Lord God sitting on his throne and the devil came to fight him. You remember that? Now, Bible said that God called Michael and his angels to fight. And Lucifer also called his angels to fight. Do you remember that? Now, when God was calling his angels, where was Lucifer? Because Lucifer is also an angel that God made. Oh? So, where was Lucifer when God was calling his angels? He was far. He was far. He was distant. When God called his own, he also said, I'm, I'm not going for this gathering. The easiest way, you see, even English, oh, this is not Bible, even English has a way of revealing things. The easiest way, one of the easiest, if you, are, if you are a boss, you are in charge of a business, one of the easiest way to spot that disloyal people is to find out who is far from the vision and far from the leader and far from the meetings. Just that. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. So, faithfulness means being close. 
strict, realistic, authentic, convincing on the button, on the mark, on the beam, on the nail, spot on. May you be faithful in Jesus' name. When you are faithful, it means you are constant. That's a very powerful word. To be faithful means you are the same. Remember, we learned about the tests of unfaithfulness and the test of faithfulness. How everybody will go through the test of freedom. You remember that? And how freedom will be able to show us who you are. The test of glory. How suddenly when you begin to have a certain realm of glory and enjoy a certain realm of glory like riches and recognition and fame, it will, it will show us properly who you are. And there is also the test of spirituality where you feel that, oh, you too, you can, you can hear from God, or you too, you can see. Or you too, you are in a bishop, you are a bishop of your own rank. Uh-huh. Then it's also a test. Yeah. And then how there is the final test of Jordan, the test of your humility. How we'll be looking at how you're able to go down. You know? Simple. And in the midst of all these tests, when you prove to be constant, that's when we can say you are faithful. So, almost everybody I have met as a pastor is unfaithful. Almost everybody. Almost everybody. Including the ones that, as a pastor, I used to think they were faithful. I saw glimpses of such certain characters that made me know that they are unfaithful. Very much unfaithful. Yeah. Yeah. And being faithful is of God. Not being faithful is of Satan. As we read the book of Revelations about Lucifer fighting God, it was a mark of unfaithfulness. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is faithfulness. Yeah. So, faithfulness is not just something that you, 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 you do because you are in an office. Faithfulness is a, is a, is a part of your Christian life. It's a part of your Christian life. That's it. That's it. So this is what it means to be faithful. Look at Luke chapter 16. Verse 10. Luke chapter 16. (laughs) Verse 10. May you not feel the test of faithfulness in the name of Jesus. I said, may you not feel the test of faithfulness in the name of Jesus. One day, um, you know, I, I realized I have to stop saying stories about myself and about my father in the ministry and about very important things. I have to stop and I'll stop. But let me just say something I want to say. One day, I was studying, you know, and my spiritual father's PA called me, Mr. Vincent Ashon Corte. Then he said, 
Papa said, be here within 30 minutes. I was in Dansuman. And my father lives somewhere beyond East Lagos. So, I rushed and I got there. Now, after I got there, my father said all that he would say. And uh, after many instruction, wisdom, counseling, prayer and everything, he asked me to go. So, as we were leaving... When we got to his gate, I was with his PA, Mr. Vincent Ashoncourt, and he said, Prophet Prince, you have done something today that has marveled me. Then I said, what have I done? Then he said, before you came, you know, let me tell you why he said that. Now, my spiritual father had arranged a meeting with all his sons and daughters. All right, so he made his PA call people. Call this one, call that one, call this one, call that one, call this one. But he forgot to mention my name. So all the ones he said, call this one, call that one. Those he called, some of them came, some did not come. You know, like today, as I was with him and he called one of his sons, the son did not pick up. Then my father said, this one has become an orangus. This one has become disloyal, you know. I felt it in my heart. So as the calls were going through, somehow my name did not come up. Then when they were done, he said, hey, I didn't call my son Prince. Then Mr. Sean said, Papa, it's late. We have to do it another time. Then my father said, Prince, if I call him to be here now, he'll be here now. That's when he, he asked Mr. Sean to call me. Then Mr. Sean said, Papa said be here in 30 minutes. I got there within 30 minutes. So as I was leaving, Mr. Sean said, you have proven to me once again what your father says about you, that you are constant when he says, be here, you will be here. You know, simple. But as I was going there, I did not know that calls had been made. People had to come. And I did not know my father has vouched on my constancy. I did not know that he has vouched on my absolute reliability. I did not know. I did not know that he had told himself that this, my son, I can depend on him, whether he's aware or not. And, and it's like, let's see whether he will come. Then the call came through. Then, ah, constant does not disappoint. I was there once again. Many people are just unfaithful people. You cannot trust them. Every time they will fail. They will fail in every little thing. Everything that must bear faithfulness, you will not see them there. Cannot be trusted. You may be thinking that you are very faithful. That's what the Bible said that every man will claim his own goodness. The best person to know whether you are faithful or not is your master. He's the one who is marking your faithfulness, not you. Not you. Yeah. If you are faithful, you are faithful to the one who appointed you. That's it. And that's how you'll be able to see that so many people are just unfaithful. Deceptive people. People who have to work for God because the pastor is around. Very unfaithful people. Your work for God does not depend on my presence. Doing what you have to do 
and doing it the way you must do it does not depend on my presence. As we read the scripture, you, you understand how Jesus, our Lord, calls all unfaithful people hypocrites. Pretending to be a certain thing when they are not. And that's how to find unfaithful people. All the arrangement they make is for a certain show for the master to see them. For example, hardly do I come to church early as the first person who comes to church. Hardly. Sometimes I do that to surprise everybody, but on the normal, I don't do that. Almost every time I'll come, it's just a praise and adoration time or maybe a song ministration time. Then I'll come and mount the pulpit. Then I'll say to whoever is singing that, celebrate Priscilla or celebrate Bernard or celebrate Raymond then we are, we, are, we are done but it is also possible that that Raymond or Priscilla or Bernard is actually the one who is the most unfaithful servant in that day because all the things that happened before Bernard I was not there to see and because I was not there to see I couldn't make mention of who did what and who did not do what so Bernard may just receive a clap offering and he has sat down thinking that I think he's faithful or I think he has done something wild by meeting me singing when God actually knows who is faithful and who has been unfaithful yeah that's how come people can pretend to be something that they are not but God sees everything <laughs> your faithfulness must be unto God the work of God is for God. Simple. Simple. May you be found faithful in Jesus' name. Amen. Luke 16 verse 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. Now I'm talking about faithfulness in little things. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Ish. Listen. God, our king, expects us to be faithful in little things. In the very little things, God expects us to be faithful. You see, that's where, that, and that's also the reason why all unfaithfulness is pretense and hypocrisy. Because every unfaithfulness will be looking for a certain big show to put up a certain faithfulness and a certain niceness. But God is looking for your faithfulness in little things. Sweep, I have swept. Clean the chairs, I have cleaned the chairs. Mop the floor, I have mopped the floor. Come early, I have come early. Open the place, I have done it. Send this, I have sent it. Do this, I have done it. Those little things, it's not the show. It's not the show. The show doesn't matter at all to God. At all. Yeah? Everybody can try to catch my eye as the pastor, but God knows who is faithful in little things. Yeah. Simple. So many people deceive everybody, including themselves. God is the person that you are working for. So, 
the little little things that God asks you to do let's do this even if somebody is not seeing you at all you, I mean <laughs> your faithfulness is to God so you don't need anybody to see you in the little thing that you have to do in the little thing that you have to do it, it, it's always going to be you and God and as for waiting for a certain show and a certain number of people to see you we are entering into hypocrisy and there is no reward in that do this little thing I have done it I have done it and I have done it how I should do it with respect to time everything I have done it I have finished whether God whether man saw it or not you have done what you have to do and that's how come pastors are reading nice tributes about people when God is shaking his head he say hey these are pretentious words about a man who never lived this and then there are other people too their tribute seems not to have anything in it you know and God say yeah this is my son he was faithful in the little thing. listen listen anytime you see somebody who is really faithful to God he does not want people to see him in what he is doing for God he does not want that attention he does not want it if you want attention before you do something for God you are you are a pretender you are a hypocrite and you are unfaithful and that is the word of God simple so many people are looking for the recognition that comes with doing something on a big stage but Jesus said the man who is faithful you see so I can be praising somebody mistakenly thinking the person is faithful when God actually knows the person is also very unfaithful yeah yeah now for Jesus our Lord to find out who is faithful he's going to look at little things is that not what the Bible said he that is faithful in that which is least little things you come to church you are told hey this area of Dansuman is in your hands find young people that teach them the word of God pray for them counsel them that little thing is what Jesus our Lord is looking at your faithfulness in that's it you come to church and come and make noise here for me to see that's not the work that's not it the little thing that was given you were you faithful in it most, most people are not faithful most people are not reliable most people are not dependable most people are not trustworthy in fact most people are not the way they look most people are deceptive yeah and unfaithful simple simple but for our Lord Jesus to see who is faithful he looks at the little things that you have been told to do and that's it that's what he marks just that 
Yeah. Wow. When somebody is faithful in the least, Jesus our Lord said, that person is also faithful in much. You know, some way, somehow, most people think that if they are not faithful in the least, when it is much, they will be faithful in it. It's not true. Because much is equal to little plus little. Much. When we say something is much, it is little and little and little and little that has joined together that makes much. So, if you are not faithful in little, go and witness. You are not faithful. Go and evangelize. You are not faithful. Share this. You are not faithful. Speak to people about Christ. You are not faithful. You will never be faithful. You are the same person who is not faithful in little things. How can you be faithful in much? If God gives you one job you cannot do, how can you be able to do ten things if he combines it? I mean, just one thing do it, you cannot do. How can you do twenty things? So, the, the people who are actually looking out for 20 things to be given to them are the people who want to be recognized that they are doing many things. But not the people who are genuinely working and serving in doing the little thing that they were, to, they were supposed to do. So, anytime you see somebody who is genuinely faithful, like I said, the person is not looking for recognition. And he's not looking for praises and acceptance and public spectacle. He's just looking to do that little thing that he has been asked to do. Yeah. And that's why, as a pastor, my heart will trust somebody like Obaya Sandra than almost any other person in the church. Simple. Because for as many little things that I've asked her to do as the pastor, she's always done it. Without excuse. She's never come to me with an excuse. Of something she didn't do. Never. Never. But she may not be somebody too who is very recognized in the church. But as the master who is giving instruction to my servant, I know which people are faithful in little things. Even me, I know how much more God. You can imagine. Some people are just interested in the post. And in there, I'm close to Papa. That's it. And sometimes, unfortunately, the, the closer people are to you, the more you don't know them. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other people too whose faithfulness are based on things they have done many years ago. But we are talking about things you are doing now, not many years ago. Yeah. It's like saying that uh, because, let's say, a school like, because, let's say, Kolebu Teaching Hospital uh, is a, a government hospital that is old, is better than, let's say, Ridge Hospital. Ah, it's not true. Many years ago, it may be true, not now. Yeah, maybe many years ago you say oh, a school like Infantiman Girls, because it's a girls' school, is better than a school like Notre Dame in Brongabo. It's not true any longer. Notre Dame is ahead of Infantiman Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from Wesley Girls, all the other single sex schools are, are coming down in terms of performance. Pope Jones. 
Oh, they are all coming down. Presec, Peters, all of them are coming down. And somehow the, the mixed schools seem to be coming up. You know, not by, not by statistics of the pastor, but present statistics. That's why I'm saying that. You can live your life in a way that makes you think that you have been faithful in the past, so you are faithful. When God is looking at your current commitment, your current loyalty, your current love for the things of God, and you have failed. And that's it. And most people behave with pastors in the way pastors used to know them. Meanwhile, they have changed, become very unfaithful and deceptive, and they are actually the ones making it difficult for whatever church the pastor is pastoring to grow. And the pastor too does not know because he thinks they are faithful the way they used to be. When he doesn't know, they are no longer like that. Yeah, so... <laughs> The work of ministry is very difficult and it's very complex because you can be surrounded with all kinds of people who are very unfaithful and are doing nothing even though they are the ones that when you also have to recognize people, it's like you, are, you have to recognize them based on what they have done in the past but not based on what they are doing currently. And that's the confusion. The deception. You know. Yeah. Many years ago, I used to be in a church and the pastor would ask us to pray. After we had done praying and everything, I saw how his associate pastor, you know, we were praying from, we used to have a service called Morning Glory from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sometimes it went into 12 noon, all right? But usually it was 6 to 10. Now, we, I saw how we will be there at 6 and we'll be praying. And we know that the man of God, Prophet Emmanuel, will come around 9.30 to 10. But we'll be there by 6. And we'll be praying. And I saw how the assistants always came some 15 minutes before the man of God came. As if they knew when the man of God would come. Yes, I always wondered how in fact, from the beginning, I thought the man of God sent them ahead of himself, like a dispatch team. No, no, no. Meanwhile, these assistants were staying right around the church. Hey, when you, when you leave the church, if this is the church, one of them, the house will be like a police station. And the other person's house will be like where Livingston is working. Just around. And the pastor is staying far. If this is the church, the pastor may be staying somewhere like, I don't know, maybe she or she. And when we are there from 6 to 9, we are praying 6 to 8, 6 to 9, there about, and the two associate pastors will come in. When they come, so that 8 minutes after they come, pastor comes. 10 minutes the pastor comes. Then when the pastor is stepping in the church, you will see how they will come and take over the prayers. Hey, I was startled to my bone. How these people were able to do it continuously like that. Yeah. Very wicked people. Oh. Then, what they did to the man and the church. I understood. How people are very unfaithful in what they do. And how they are pretentious and snakes around the pastor and the pastor does not know 
he never knew to later on and then it was done we used to sit 800 people in the church 700 people in the church I remember the first 31st all night we had that TV3 and T, um, TV Africa were there to cover there was 19 years or 20 years when I was giving the mic to lead the prayer session we were more than 1300 that 31st all night and at a point what, when these people did what they would do the church couldn't say 200 people Huh. I've seen things so. they dismantled the church but you see like the message is that they like before the pastor would come in it's like they were there before we even opened the church but they came three minutes to the time yeah and when they finished they are the ones who are going to see with the pastor, talk to him, they will talk, they will laugh, this and that. Are you faithful in little things? Little things. Some people seem to question why God is blessing some people. God sees beyond the physical. He sees beyond everything that we are trying to do. He sees beyond it. Yeah. And his hand is not shortened to deliver us. Neither is his ear deafened to hear us. But he sees beyond the physical and he knows. Everybody, who everybody truly is. Beyond all the camouflage and the, the smiles and the, and the laughter. You know, so one day I met a, a lady whose husband I found out later was actually fighting me even though he was in the boxing ring alone I was not fighting him when I met the lady and the husband one day on the street they were laughing they were so they were smiling they were so <laughs> from a praise you know they were laughing like three minutes continue then I said hey hey listen stop it you people you are, you are very pretentious I told both of them the man and the wife Oh, very older, older people. I say you are, you are, you are lying. You are deceptive. Why are you laughing like that? Why are you so happy? And you are, you are laughing. You are smiling. Two minutes, three minutes. That what? Were you talking about me? I mean, is it my topic you have been discussing? That when you saw me, it just added to the thing. You are happy, or you just faked the smile and the laughter because you have seen me. God is going to look at our faithfulness in little things. Little. So, Sammy, God is trying to see the little thing that you are doing. Not the much, the little. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Just the little. Yeah. And thank God that it is God who blesses man. Thank God that it is God who blesses man. It is not man who blesses man. Because if it were to be man who blesses man, then the unjust will be blessed more than the just. But thank God that is God who blesses man. Yeah. May you be faithful in the name of Jesus. He that is faithful in the little thing is faithful in much. Are you faithful in little thing? 
Let me give you three little things that you should be faithful in. Number one, be faithful in service. Anything you have been asked, you have been instructed to do in the house of God, be faithful in it. Playing drums, be faithful. Playing keyboard, be faithful. Arranging chairs, be faithful. Inviting people to church, be faithful. Fixing whatever, be faithful. So many people are so unfaithful. So unfaithful. Listen, if they cannot trust you, it's a sign that you are unfaithful. Yeah. Yeah. And we are not talking about past glories. House of folk this season has managed to be top of the league till now. But the last time House of folk took a trophy is 10 years ago. We are not talking about past glory. So, when I say be faithful, I'm not talking about what you have done 10 years ago. No, no, no. Or 5 years ago or 3 years ago. No, no. Your current life and your current commitment to what God demands from you. That's what we are talking about. Eh, it's just that. So, sometimes you are going to find people who were faithful in the past suddenly become unfaithful. And yet, they want to assume that they are still faithful and they want to present themselves that they were faithful. What's the meaning of that situation? It's called pretense. Because you are pretending to be something you are not. Yeah. When you are suddenly called on to do something, your faithfulness will be seen. Or your unfaithfulness will be seen. Yeah. What have you been asked to do? I spent a lot of time on Saturdays to teach people how to be shepherds how to do something for God, how to save souls, how to preach. I have always been saving souls, preaching the gospel all day, all my life. I've been preaching. Recently, my mother told me, he said, listen, when I heard that they were calling you Papa, 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 I remembered what I used to call you when I was young, when you were young. And I said, what was it? He said, I used to call you Papa. I used to call you Papa. I said, you will serve God. That's what my mother said. I said, yes, I remember. Then she said, you remember? I said, yeah, I remember. You used to call me. Impa, impa. I said, yeah. I said, you serve God. That's how my life has been. I have not been into drinking, smoking, women. I've never entered a club, pub. No, I don't have time. I have not done those things. I don't know brothels, hotels, prostitution. I, I, when I was born and I woke up, and I saw my name was Prince. There were already drums and instruments in my house. I was glued to instruments, church things from the beginning. Quiz, debate, boys' brigade, camp meetings, central region debate, greater region debate, national debate, national quiz. That's me, my life. No. That's it. I've been a God kind of person from the beginning. I may not be, I may not have been born again. At a point, I became born again. But even when I was not born again, I was always close to church and to the things of God. I remember one day, one Saturday, my, some of my friends, Samuel Kwachi, were going for a party. And when they came to my house, they came to call me, Sao, Daniel, Deborah, Janketi, Teoflos, Janketi, and I was asleep. Do you know the time I was asleep? Around 7 p.m. So when they saw me the next day, they said, hey, oh, that is our cook, oh, that's Then my mother said, that's how I train my children. 
I train my children to fear God and to stay home. I remember. I remember. That has been my life. I don't claim self-righteousness. Jesus' blood gave me salvation. But I've been around God and the things of God. And it has held me and it has shaped my life in a certain way. Yeah. I don't have plenty troubles. And I don't have plenty problems in my mind. I don't have many regrets too. And I don't have many pains to deal with. You know. <laughs> yeah. Since you knew me. I've always been somehow on the track of the things of God. Yeah. Yeah. It has quieted my life from troubles and from problems and from difficulties and from pain and regrets. No. Just serve God in the little thing that he has given you. And don't make noise about the little thing he says do. Just do it. You don't need camera. No. You don't need camera. Matthew 24 verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Amen. Amen. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? So your faithfulness is seen in your service. If you are really faithful, it will be seen in how you serve. Listen. Anytime, eh? Me, personally, I give you a work to do and I take it from your hands. It means I'm trying to replace you. It's true. Yeah. And people are always not aware of how I'm talking to others to replace you. Because as a leader, the vision must run. Oh yes, and it will run. Anytime I give somebody a job to do, like do this, do that, and I see the person is not doing it, I give you warning. I encourage you. I rebuke you. I say sit up. At a point, when I'm not talking any longer, it means I found your replacement. The next time you hear, you, you hear me say, gather all things, write all your duties, and forward them to you are done. Hmm? People are always surprised when I lay that last block but if you are really, really observant, you shouldn't be surprised. Because you will see that it's taking a while before we got there. And I always get there with people who are not faithful. In the small thing that God has asked them to do. What has God asked you to do in the church? It's what I've asked you to do in church. I am the pastor. What I've asked you to do is what God is asking you to do. Yes. So just small evangelism. How much is that? Is it difficult? You know? And then you will see how people will be complaining about serving God. Who 
then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord has made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. If you are faithful, it's connected to your service. Simple. It's so surprising that when people must do what they must do, they always wait for other people to see them. I don't know what is it, it, it's in that for some of you. I don't know what is, is in it for you. You know that when we come to service, there must be oil here. There must be water here. Why do you need my presence before you fix oil and water? Why do you need my presence to talk in a mic for a while before you see the battery is not working? All these things make my heart cry. That these people, are they wise? And are they really serving? How long will we be here that you don't know that I need this battery strength for this time? But we have to talk for a while. It's not working. Let's change it. Apart from being daft, I mean mentally blunt, are you really serving in that little area? What encouragement do you need to put water here? And why when I come, what will add to the water? Oh, I have to see the water. Then, come on. Then sometimes you see how people suddenly get energized because I'm around. When I see all these things, I'm afraid of people. Oh. So it's like, on my own, pa, I can't do what I have to do. Kali, what's that? I have to see you first. Then what? Then what? That's the pretense and the hypocrisy. Then when I say God bless you, then what? Then what? You, Ankasa, are you faithful in the little thing? You see, the faithfulness is like, we are all staying in a village. We are all are far from each other. Everybody is in his separate heart and everything. And God is seeing all of us and God can say that in that village, that place where there is no light, no social media, no connection with anybody, God can say he is faithful in his heart. As he's in his own Atakbami, eh? he's faithful there. That's what I'm saying. You don't need any recognition or connection or celebration for anybody. It's like on your own, Ankasa, you are doing what God expects from you and you are okay with it. And it's only God who has seen you and you are happy with that. And you can't find people like that in the house of God. You cannot. Except people who are trying to do something for the pastor to see so that he will be interested in them in a certain way, help them financially or bring them closer or give them position or something. You know, it's as if anybody who is trying to serve has calculated what he will be needing for the next six months so that when the time comes, he has a reason why he should ask for that need. Oh! One day Bishop Oedipo said, you can read all my books, listen to all my tapes, but you may still not catch what is on my head because what is on my head is coming from my heart. This is the delusion that most people are having. Perhaps they feel that by 
conjuring a certain posture, they will receive something spiritual. It's God who anoints people. It's God who blesses people. Yeah. And if God blesses you with something spiritual, we will all see it. When Elisha received the oil, the mantle, everybody saw it. They bowed before him. They saw it. It was no longer something that could be hidden because the proof of what he genuinely carried had manifested. Yes. But this Elijah was not the first spiritual son Elijah had. Another day I'll teach you on that. Not today. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 11. Look at Elijah. Elijah's testimony about faithfulness. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 11. Do you really need somebody to see you before you do what you have to do? Or do you really need to do something big before you see what I mean? Wow. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 11. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? Who was Jehoshaphat? He was a king, okay? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which used to pour water on the hands of what? Elijah. Serving God and being faithful in little things. Elisha's, Elisha followed Elijah for 20 years. And the summary of everything that the guy did is what the king's servant said there. They said that Jehoshaphat said, we need to hear from God about this war we are going. And they said, ah, then we have to find a prophet. Yes, kings seek prophets. Then they came to Elisha. And as they were coming, Jehoshaphat said, is there somebody here we, we can inquire, we can find out what God is saying? Then the servant said, oh, there is, there is Elisha. Then Jehoshaphat said, the king said, who is Elisha? Jehoshaphat said, the king's servant said, Elijah was the guy who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Is that a lot of work? Yet, that's how God anointed him. Pour water on my hand. Wash my hand for me. Wash my hand. Just wash my hand. Wash my hand, wash my hand, wash my hand. One day Elijah says, listen, I'm leaving. What do you want? By washing my hand. Is there a lot of work? Your faithfulness. You see, the real anointing that Elisha carried was because of his faithfulness in serving Elijah. That's that. that. That's how so many people who are very close to anointed people never become anointed. And they will never be. And they will be so surprised they never did. Because God knows how unfaithful and how cruel and wicked they are to everybody, including their own, their own self. God knows genuinely that they really, really despise denigrate and disobey the anointing that they seem to be receiving and God knows it but God picked up somebody called Elijah who was excited about washing the hands of Elijah to receive the anointing little things little things if you wash somebody's hand have you have you baked the world's biggest bread for him how much will it take to wash somebody's hands five days three hours Will even take more than one minute to wash a hand. And yet, that was what the king's servant knew Elisha for. 
as a reason why he was faithful to receive the anointing. If he was not faithful, do you think God would have given him the anointing? Share. Sure. The anointing is not in bottles. The anointing is the spirit of the Lord that comes upon men. It's not in bottles. If it's in bottles, then all the bottles containing anointing are anointed oil. So if you, if you use it for anything, you must carry the anointing. It's not so. It's the spirit anointing. That's it. And for God to look through who he will anoint, he will always look through for who is faithful. And how was Elisha faithful? Just wash my hand. Simple. But faithfulness in little things. Little things. You see how people pretend when there is something big to do for them to feel they are faithful. God looks at the little things. Yeah. Whatever you have been asked to do in the house of God, just do that. That's the proof of your faithfulness. That's the proof that you are constant. You are loyal. You are, you are unswerving. That's the proof. Yeah. There is no need to become a big shot. If you are too tall amongst people who are too short, your head will roll fast. Your head will roll fast. There is no need to be a big shot. And nobody has a pet who is a big animal. Uh, elephant is not a pet. Lion cannot be a pet. Every pet is a small animal. And a pet is the animal that human beings will move with to places. That's why they are pets. Cats, dogs, parrots, small animals. You can't have an elephant as a pet. It will trample you. So if you are too big, you can't move. You can't move with greatness. You can't be taken far to anywhere. Start by, listen, wash my hand. And don't wait for thank you. And don't wait for, the, the, the best washer of hands of the year 2020 is, don't wait for that. You are, when you wait for that, you are entering into hypocrisy and pretense. You are entering into what people must see and like. No. Be faithful to God in your small corner, in little things. The ant is an example of a little animal. As we sit here, can you see an ant? But whatever the ant is doing, it is still doing it. You don't need to be seen to do what you have to do. You don't need, if you suffer from inferiority complex, you will have more sins to deal with. You don't need to be seen by people to do what you have to do. Just do what you have to do. And be faithful to God. Like Elijah did. Pouring water on the hands of Elijah. Maybe God has sent you your own Elijah. And God is looking at what you are doing. In serving. And he's watching. And that will determine everything else. Keep doing bossy things. And see how God will bypass you. For other normal people. Who are ready to be faithful in little things. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, be faithful in money. In kingdom service, 
every Christian is encouraged to be faithful in money. Don't be a thief. Don't be a swindler. Don't be a scammer. Don't be a fraudster. If you are like that, you are not faithful. You are not faithful. I pray for you that you will be faithful in the name of Jesus. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. May you be faithful in your work with God in Jesus' name. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. Not given to wine, nor striker. Have you seen that? The Bible tells us that if you want to serve in the house of God, you must not be drinking alcohol. Yeah. And a striker means somebody. This is, this is giving to wine, but a striker means the person has become, the person is known for drunkenness, you know, yeah. And not greedy or filthy lacquer. This word filthy lacquer is money. Listen, Apostle Paul called money a filthy thing. That's, that's what I want you to see. If you, if, if you think that money is the most important thing in this world, you will become unfaithful in money. Yeah. Paul the apostle saw money to be something that is very useless. So it's filthy. It's dirty. It's like dung. It's like rubbish. So that his interest, his focus, and his desire will not be on it. Many people have lost their commitment to God and to the things of God because they are actually worshipping money as a very precious thing. What is money? Money is just a note. What defines money is value. What is money? Money is just paper. Haven't you seen 200 Ghana that is burnt before? If 200 Ghana CD is burnt, has the nation lost 200 Ghana CD? Ah! How stupid can you be that you are, your love is in a paper note and not in a value? And he said, to serve God, you must not be greedy. Greedy. Greedy is the word. Anytime you see somebody who is greedy after money, that person will be unfaithful in the house of God. Because, listen, in the house of God, number one, you will never ever come to a place and a time where you think you will get all that you need from the house of God. It's not like that. You, it will never happen. You will never say that, and hey, I've been looking for this in the house of God. I thought the church would give me 50,000 Ghana CD by now, but they have not given me. No church is going to give you that. No church is going to give you that. Or oh, I thought by now the church will give me 50,000. It won't happen. It won't happen. So that's where the greediness will be seen suddenly. Uh, but by now, I thought it, it won't happen like that. And then, if you're also the pastor and you decide, oh, by now the church will be, so you'll be stealing, then we are getting to their unfaithfulness. Uh, there, there will never come to a time where all you think you need as money, the church will give you. It, it, will never happen. it will never happen. So, if your heart never rests in what you have, you will always be unfaithful with money. And that's how so many young people are unfaithful with money. 
they steal, they lie, they cheat, they deceive, they fraud, they scam, all because they feel they are entitled to something more than what they are getting. But if you think you are entitled to something more than you are getting, work for it. That's it. The only way to get it is to work for it. If you refuse to work for it, then it's not your own. Nobody. No, it will never happen. You wake up one day and you have the money you are looking for in your settings and it's not true. If you are greedy too, you are unfaithful. Most people are unfaithful. Listen, you, you see, being a prophet and being a pastor is very difficult together. Because as a pastor, eh, I have to find ways to be close to church members, talk to them, pray for them, counsel them, be there for them. But as a prophet, eh, I'm able to see who people really are. And I see snakes, scorpions. And, and, and sometimes being a pastor and a prophet at the same time is very difficult. Because it's like this is a snake you are helping. But you, you are helping because you are a pastor. But you are, you are seeing it's a snake because you are a prophet. That's how difficult my work is. That's how terrible it is. Sometimes. Yeah. When you see that the heart of these people are after money than after serving God. And yet, they are coming to you for prayers. It's very confusing. You know. Because the Bible has said, everybody who wants to serve God must not be greedy of filthy money but must be patient. Be patient. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. Very interesting scripture. <laughs> First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. Wow. Wow. Those of us who serve God properly will lose certain things. And those people who also not serve God properly will also lose certain things. But make sure what you are losing are of least importance. Uh -huh. Because if you lose things that are of more importance, then you have lost many things. But if you lose things that are of least importance, then you have really not lost anything at all. But godliness with contentment is great gain. You see, all the unfaithful people in the Bible were after money. Judas. You remember Judas? What did he do? Because of money, Jesus. Gehazi, what did he do? Because of money. Absalom, what did he do? Because of money. Lucifer, what did he do? Because the Bible talks about the plenteousness of his traffic and the merchandise of his glory. Money, 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 money. All of them has to do with money. Anytime you spot people who are unfaithful in the house of God, there are people whose hearts are after money, chasing money. The, the, the reason why people don't worship God the way they must worship God is because money has dethroned God where God must be in their heart. That's it. Yeah. Most people are like that. In fact, most people, when you sit down and you ask them to give you a picture of the God they are trying to worship, you see that everything that they are saying is actually money. The God, the God who give me clothes. The God who give me food. The God who pay my fees. So it's, uh, they, are, they are saying that God, my God is money. But they, they, they will not admit it. Yeah. But they will not talk about love, peace, joy. You know. They will not talk about that. It's not part of what money can do. So they cannot talk about it. 
Most people are serving money, but they claim they are serving God. When you are greedy after money, money is what you are serving. Money is what you are worshipping. Godliness with contentment. With what? What is the meaning of contentment? What you have, be okay with it. That's contentment. Are you okay with what you have? Hey. Unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness is bringing its head up. Are you okay with what you have? Oh, I'm not okay. I want more. I deserve more. But godliness with contentment is great gain. If you are never okay with what you have, you will always be unfaithful trying to steal, trying to scam, trying to fraud. And because of this greediness for money, that's why people don't pay their tithe. Because when they pay their tithe, they feel money that they could have used for themselves, they are losing it. So when they have that money and they still hold that money, they have more money. You see the greed. The greed. The greed is all about holding, holding things. That's why. Yeah. Anybody who does not tithe on his person, his business, is just greedy. That's, that's all that there is. And you see, all the greediness is coming from a lack of contentment of what really belongs to you. You are not okay with what belongs to you. You are trying to take what does not belong to you and add to what, that, what belongs to you so that you have more. And that's the definition of greediness. Yeah, greediness is trying to eat with your right hand in your mouth and trying to eat with your left hand in your mouth, trying to eat with your left foot into your mouth, trying to eat with your right foot into your mouth, and forgetting that all these things that you are eating is going into the same small stomach which is not bigger than your two fists put together. So the greediness comes in when things that must leave your hands to God into the things of God, you are still trying to use them as part of the things that you claim you deserve because you are greedy. And you cannot really be content. You see, the contentment is that my salary is a thousand Ghana and I've given 100 Ghana to God and I'm content with the 900. I am okay with it. My salary is 600 Ghana. I've given God 60 Ghana and I'm okay with the 540. I'm okay. I don't need to steal God's 60 Ghana for me to be content. If I do that, I'm greedy. So most people are greedy. And many things connect in the Bible. You know, many things connect. Simple. They all connect. <laughs> and when you find a man who is faithful to God, he'll be faithful in money. He'll be faithful everywhere because God for him is everywhere. God is everywhere. Yeah. And sometimes it's so surprising and sometimes it's even demoralizing when you find out that the people who should have actually been faithful to God with the little are people who are unfaithful with the little. That makes it impossible for God to bless them too much. Because it is the little that you give out of that that God will sustain you. And in the little too, you are lying, you are cheating, you are, you are pretending, you are, you are lying, you are deceiving in the little. It will never get too much. Very soon, people will begin to envy me and I'll ask them to bring their tight books for us to see. Whether they have been faithful to God and whether they have been faithful in giving what they should give. No, they don't even record what they get at the end of the month. So how would they give a correct tithe? Come on.
All unfaithful people have the same behavior. Greediness. Material things. Money and more money. That seem never to also satisfy them. May God heal you from chasing things that you will never find in the name of Jesus. May God heal you from deception in the name of Jesus. If you want to see whether people are greedy, try and withhold from them money that belongs to them. And you will see. When you see people angry, angry because of money, you have seen a greedy person. Yes. Be content with what you have. That's it. Be okay with it. Be at peace with it. When you see people who are angry, you see, you, you should have given him this money. You didn't give to him. Look at the person's reaction. Yeah. And for so many people, it is just all about money. Let's look at one Mr. Unfaithful person in the scripture. John chapter 12. Look at him. You will understand this as I end. John chapter 12. Verse 6. John chapter 12, verse 6. This, let's start from verse 5. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence? Wow. And given to the poor. That's Judas Iscariot. Verse 6. This he said, that's Judas. This Judas said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. You see, Judas was not just unfaithful in betraying Jesus and, and I mean pretending to be somebody who was with him but was not. He was also unfaithful in money. That's why I said that anytime you find somebody who is unfaithful, he's unfaithful in more than one area. Uh, time will bring it out. Time will let you see that he's not just unfaithful in serving God, but he's also unfaithful in money. And he's unfaithful in sexual character. He's unfaithful in morality. He's unfaithful everywhere. But it's just one you have seen. Over time, all the others will spring out and you see how they all sum up to who he really is. So that it's no longer about a certain behavior the person is showing. But it, that's who the person is. It's who he is. He's unfaithful. So if it's money, you see it there. If it's women issue, you see it there. If it's church things to you, will see that oh, he's unfaithful everywhere he's placed. So Judas was not just deceiving Christ to betray him all. He was not just lying to the other disciples that Christ was the one he was going to betray. He was among them, but he had planned to sold the master. And he sold him. So that's unfaithfulness. He was disloyal. He was not really with them. He was not constant. He was not true-hearted. He was not committed. He was not dedicated. He was, he, that's so he was unfaithful on that grounds. But the Bible also says in John chapter 12 verse 6, surprisingly, that the same Judas Iscariot was also unfaithful in money. That when they put money in the bag that he had as the treasure, he was stealing from it. So that's why if the person is unfaithful at one place, know that he's unfaithful everywhere. Why? Because he that is faithful in little is faithful in much. Much is little plus little. If he's not faithful here, he will not be faithful here, here, here. Nowhere will he be faithful. Simple. And generally, so many Christians are not faithful. Anywhere you put them, you, they, will not be they will be very unfaithful. If you keep disappointing your leader, you keep disappointing your pastor when you have something to do, 
you are very unfaithful. And your unfaithfulness goes beyond what you are doing to your pastor. Over time, if you ever have another different thing to handle, we will still see it there. Because that's who you are. It's who you are. It's not just something you have a problem with in one area. It's your character. It's your habit. That's the kind of person you are. You are unfaithful. You are disloyal. You are not committed. You are not dedicated. You are not trustworthy. You are not dependable. You are not somebody who can be built, I mean, on the foundation of vision. You, you, are, not, you are discordant. If we are all going east, you will have to go west. That's how you are. So Judas like that was stealing from the church money too. Again, to prove his unfaithfulness in the area of money. Yeah. And I'm sure if Judas had a wife, he would also have a girlfriend. I won't be surprised. He would have a wife and a girlfriend. I won't be surprised. Because like I'm saying, the unfaithfulness in kissing Christ and betraying him is the same unfaithfulness in stealing the money. Which would be the same unfaithfulness in being with more than one woman. Because all of that is unfaithfulness from one person. Any character that portrays that you are unfaithful is a big thing. It's a very big thing. Instead of that, you don't know. If you are working with a leader who is very wise and understands things, eh, any little thing you do means a lot. Except that maybe you don't know. Wow. So if you see Christians whose love is for money rather than God, Rather than serving God, something is wrong. Something is wrong. I saw something on Bernard's status. I don't know whether it was Sunday evening or Monday morning. He said, if these medical doctors who are very committed to their medicine claim they are Christians, why are they not committed to Christianity? Then the other post, he said, if these lawyers, you say you are, you are committed to law, why are you not committed to Christianity? Even though you say you are a Christian, you know. The answer is simple, Bernard. It is the law and the medicine that is bringing them the money. And so their commitment is to money and not to God. That's it. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are so many Christians... Who have swerved God in serving God? They have swerved Him. That's why one of the definitions of faithfulness is unswerving. This is not popular. This is not popular. Is it popular? I pray that there shall be a revival of hearts and of minds towards God. I pray that the service that we render to God will be void of hypocrisy and pretense and will be void of deception. But it will be a service that is true, constant, for God. Yeah. I think that the greatest problem that we have in our dispensation of Christianity is that most people don't know God. They don't know him. 
if you know Jesus, many things will be different. If you know Jesus, many things will be different. Father, give me a heart to worship you faithfully. In the name of Jesus, pray. Father, give me a heart to worship you. Father, give me a heart to serve you. No lies, no deception, no dishonesty. today in order to assess your next level with ease. Agree to the word. Accept it. Adjust to it and apply it. Your results are coming. You can contact the man of God on plus 233-577-296-916 or on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, podcast and YouTube via the handle Prophet Ohinibe Queen. You can also meet him live at the Mountain of Results Auditorium Dansuman Market Complex, Accra, Ghana. Stay blessed. Too clear.